0: do something, test the result. It's the absolute best way to keep optimizing and understanding what your actions are doing. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast. To increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, Each month we focus on a different marketing method, could be email or SEO or Facebook ads, or a topic like this month's focus on marketing attribution. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month is all about marketing attribution, that tricky, tricky zone of confusion for most marketers and something we're all guilty of putting our heads in the sand about at one point or another. We're two episodes down and two to go. And I warned you it was going to be an eclectic month as we try to tackle it from some different angles. So far, we've looked at how you can start your attribution explorations with GA4, aka Google Analytics 4. We've shared lots of tips on how to get started and whether you even need to tackle this in your business right now. And we've looked at why you should always be thinking about the customer journey as you're exploring attribution. Those episodes are available for you to hear right now, and in this episode, we are going to be exploring some of the do's and don'ts, uh, because my guest is spending a lot of time at the moment working with brands to get this set up, so she's going to be exploring some do's and don'ts of how how to get yourself set up for success. We're also going to talk about what some of the outcomes might be, some of the dramatic tests you might choose to do, and we're going to be talking about the art side of this, because This is not, marketing attribution is not a pure science. It's not you plug all your numbers in and it gives you the answer. There is interpreting to be done and that's where the art comes in. So my guest is going to be talking around that a bit as well. So... Lots coming up. Do make sure you listen right to the very end because at the end of the interview my guest will also be sharing some quickfire insider tips to help you maximise the performance once you start with the marketing attribution and I'll be sharing my take on it all plus outlining some more free ways we can help you get to grips with it. So stay tuned to the end. So do you want to transform your data into growth? Given you're listening to one of our marketing attribution episodes, I reckon the answer might be yes. So I would like to tell you about... Triple Whale, the smart data platform where you can manage analytics, attribution and creative for your Shopify store in one place. Triple Whale brings the metrics that matter most into one easy to use dashboard, giving you the real time insights you need to grow your brand. Just like Ash Melwani and the team at Obvi did using Triple Whale to increase revenue 67%, reduce Facebook cost per acquisition by 44%, And save over 2,800 hours of manual calculation time. Wow. Find out all about Triple Whale at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. Or why not grab a quick call with one of their strategists to see how over 5,000 Shopify brands are using Triple Whale to turn data into profit. You can do all that at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. That's keepopt.com forward slash T-R-I-P-L-E-W-H-A-L-E. Find out what they could do for you. Keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. Today I'm chatting with marketing attribution expert Joe Davis. Joe is the COO at Sweet Analytics, an analytics suite where you can bring all your data together to get a single customer view and benchmark against the industry. Prior to joining Sweet Analytics, Joe spent 18 years working at big name retailers in the UK across the fashion and furniture sectors. Hello Joe. Hi Chloe, how are you doing? I'm good, lovely to have you here with me for this episode. How did you go from working at retailers to being very deep in the world of marketing attribution?
0: Well, I mean, that's a great question. I kind of fell into it in some ways, to be really honest. Um, after after Multiork in 2017, I, um, I set up my own brand, um, designing pet accessories, and started to invest in lots of different channels. and um, it quite difficult to understand how, you know where my return on investment was coming from and, and where to spend my next pound um and at the same time because of obviously a lot of a spark from multi-orc we i started to freelance at Suite and uh found the whole attribution area absolutely fascinating and uh, i'm quite a quite a helper i like to help people and it seems to be one of the biggest problems out there so it's something i've, I've really invested a lot of time into
1: and it does you're right it does seem to be one of those biggest the biggest problems people are dealing with out there. And it seems like everyone seems to be jumping in. In my opinion, those who I'm coming across, they're jumping in at like step 10, rather than starting from step one. It's like, we need attribution, do this, and we'll have attribution tomorrow. And it's uh, uh, like any strategy, there's quite a bit of thinking that comes in before. So um, where do we, where do we start? What you, I mean, you, you're spending your days talking to retailers who are going through this process at the moment. Where should they start their journey towards bringing attribution into their business?
0: Well, I think number one is, like I said, really trying to understand what what attribution means. And you know, quite simply, you're trying to understand where your sales are coming from. So, what are you doing as a cause and effect? So, when I do something, what then happens? Um, so, it's so a number one, which you know, I quite often come across, is actually clients and brands understanding. What what are they doing in terms of marketing touch points? And it's not just the simple things that that springs to mind. So Google Analytics, you know, records the last non-direct click. So someone's come from somewhere they've bought. Oh, there you go. That's what I'm going to give the sale to. Actually, there's lots of things happening all the time, such as PR, referral programs, um, refer friends, review sites, um, word of mouth. You know, there's lots of different things happening. Plus, there's an awful lot happening offline at the moment as well, not just your online marketing. So it's about I'd start with okay, let me just think about all the different ways in which I'm speaking to my customer, which is essentially what we would call a touch point. I'm I'm creating a touch point for my brand to the customer to start with. Um and then second to that, you, you really need to understand how much you're spending per channel. So what you know, so when we come back to Trying to attribute sales against your your spend. The spend generally is is, is non-debatable. You spent five thousand pounds on Facebook last week. You spent five thousand pounds. No one's going to debate that number. But what sales actually came from Facebook is, is is the question. So really understanding what you're doing, number one, I think, is really really important.
1: I imagine a fair few brands, especially larger, as you know, as the businesses increase. When they're going through this process, discover some channels where they're talking to customers they totally forgotten existed, as it you know as is often the case in a business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, one of the biggest traps people fall down is is, is assumptions, assuming um, that that they know what what's what's driving what sales, but quite often there's many more factors in play. Um, there's also quite quite often a misconception that one channel does something. So it's, you know, quite often, I quite often get asked the wrong questions. I think, you know, one of the biggest things is to ask the right questions. So when I'm asked, oh, how much did my direct mail drive for me in sales last year? quite obviously, that's not the right question because your customer will be doing lots of different things at the same time. Um, So direct mail can do things such as build awareness, be doing cold mailings, but also does a great job of increasing your lifetime value of your current clients. But quite often, there's lots of different things happening at the same time. Um, so it's more about what what's the participation of of my attributions that contribution versus attribution do I need to think about um so that we're not getting too isolated in one channel it's about the customer it's we're putting the customer first and what are those touch points and things that are happening a really common journey is is um is search paid search when we're creating um you know a, a push or pull campaign when people are searching for something brand new customer never heard of you before search for pink dresses great i found this brand i go to the, i go to the website i get a pop-up you know jo- join our jo- join our mailing list you get 10 percent off your first order great i'll do that um and then they purchase you know would they don't have done one without the other um that's the kind of questions that need to be asked to really understand what should i do more of or actually do I need to do more things together
1: so does it start with a customer journey mapping process rather than necessarily starting with a tech audit? I think the tech audit is,
0: is really important. You can't do the customer journey analysis without the tech audit. Uh, you know, I'm not the most technical person in the world, but I do know there's certain, there's some experts out there that can do that for us, which is great. But if we've not got the right tech in place to be able to track the different touch points, as I call them, um then it's going to be impossible to, to to analyze the customer journey um and that's again both offline and online so you can you can combine your data now to understand okay someone's been sent a catalog or a postcard and then they search for my brand and then that's when they that's when they they bought um so so the tech order is is really really important but we're st- there's still lots of limitations in terms of it's collecting that data um, there, there's some numbers thrown around but one I, number i see quite often is actually 98% of impressions so that contact with the customer is not trackable um so you know we're left we're left with quite little tracking data at times to make those decisions so um apps, if i can give one bit of advice today it's make sure your tracking is in place to collect as much data as you possibly can to make your decisions because there's a lot of data you can't collect
1: yeah, and it's it's kind of but you, and you need that data to start to understand the customer journeys to start the work out what the questions are that an attribution program um, needs to answer for you. And you mentioned about the um, the impressions being untrackable. It, you know, especially when we get into offline or when you know if we're a brand which does well on word of mouth, the ability to track that is so hard. So we I guess we have to from day one of this journey just go. Some of this is going to be untrackable, and we have to understand we're never going to get to a, a perfect point with attribution because, and until we can tap into everyone's brains and find a way to understand it, there's no way of of doing that. So perfection is not the end goal.
0: Absolutely not. And and I did a presentation quite recently where I, I put something in the presentation which was you know the only way you'll really understand how your customer decided to buy with you is actually give them a call and ask them and then I quickly retracted from that actually and said actually no most people wouldn't know why they bought from you either so you you really you really have to understand what you can track and what you can't um because there's certain a certain activities are about awareness and creating impressions and certain activities are about conversions um so understanding the difference between those two those two is really key
1: and as we said earlier, you are talking to a lot of retailers day in, day out who are about to go on this journey and others who are fully on this journey. So we've talked about the, you know, the important do of getting everything organized and, and focused before you start. What other do's and don'ts have you seen um, people doing that are great or that, are that are, you know, just don't do that because that's going to set you back?
0: I think just being very reactive can can be quite can be quite common especially at the moment um you know the 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 world that we live in especially in the uk is that we're very profit focused at the moment um people have been quite careful with their spend um i think it's really important not to be too reactive because you haven't seen direct tracking to a channel um it's about digging into that and understanding that a little bit better um and i think you know we talked a little bit about a science versus an art and the the science is the tracking that's the actual data that you've got and you get too reliant on that data can be quite dangerous um but to completely ignore it is you know the work is even worse um and it's assumptions I think is probably one of one of the biggest risks out there people assuming something's happened and something's happening and what you know all of a sudden I can't see as much tracking on Facebook for example or um you know my email is all of a sudden I, i'm not getting the best tra- i'm not getting great sales from email and quite often when we dig into this is because the tracking's been switched off or the the code's gone wrong or the utm's changed and, it, and it's, it's other people have got involved and i have I, you know i have seen some big decisions being made on these errors so um it's it's making sure not to be too reactive and don't assume we know what's happening when when there is
1: data out there to help yeah, i think those are those are two good good ideas for life there really aren't they don't be too reactive and don't make assumptions double check what you're looking at is what you should be looking at um I seen, yeah like you I've seen many many an account go or you know a piece of activity go badly because of assumptions or because of reactions but you mentioned then about the fact that the fact this is an art and a science as well let's talk a bit about the art side of that because I, I think this is another thing which People coming into this, they go, right, okay, so we need to work out our objectives, we need to work out some questions to ask, we need to get our tech stack right, we need to build it all and then we're going to get beautiful, beautiful data. That's the science bit, but there's a huge amount of art to interpreting the science, isn't there? So can you tell us a bit about that, please, Joe?
0: I, said, I think the biggest question I get is how can I understand my paid social spend um and that's when the art comes in because the, there isn't an awful lot of tracking and you can use any platform if it's if you compare your Google Analytics sales to your Facebook sales is in Facebook manager and compare it to, to sweet our platform um you'll start to get lots of different numbers and if you and I think it's really understanding the difference, for first of all, between attribution and your native attribution. So, for example, if you were to look at your your Clavio, the sales they're saying they've made through Clavio campaigns, the sales that Facebook Manager have claimed, um, Google Analytics, what they're saying they're driving a direct match for for direct mail campaign, for example, you add up all those numbers together for last month, where it may be, it's probably much higher than the, the cash you actually took in, you know, as a business. So. um what you're trying to do is explain your numbers. If you took a million pounds in December, you want to try and explain that million pounds. I think that's number that's number one. With Facebook being one of the biggest, quite often, one of the biggest spends brands have at the moment, especially if you're just an online brand, even Facebook themselves say that you know these, there's nothing to track. So they're they're giving a a view attribution and a click attribution. Um, and a click click within Facebook doesn't mean a click to the website either. It just means something's been clicked. It could be a click for a carousel or click to the homepage. Um, you know, that they're themselves are saying this is this is not just click through there's very little of it. it's click through to a website. Um and I'm normally seeing probably like 10% of what Facebook is saying comes through, comes through in in an attribution tracking state. So, so like a um, a, a last non-direct model, for example. So you really have to think outside the box, and this is when the art form comes in, and it's about incremental testing, which uh, uh, sounds a bit boring, but um it's you really have to test and learn. to to try and make some decisions and you're never, you're never going to get this exact. It's never going to be perfect, Um, but I mean, for example, I have a brand that I work with, a fashion brand. They have, they trade in seven different countries, seven different websites, um, very low tracking in one of their markets in Europe, uh, but spending quite a lot of money on Facebook. Okay, let's switch it off. And if I could show you the graph, it was like an absolute perfect valley, a perfect V shape. The sales hit the floor, like way more than we thought they were going to. Um, And we also saw what channels that affected. So even though most of the sales were coming through organic and direct and the the paid brand campaigns, actually when we switched Facebook off, because we couldn't see how any tracking coming from Facebook, all of those channels were affected. And from that incremental testing, so doing a very flat playing field, nothing else happening, we actually learned that about 90% of that organic traffic was actually driven by Facebook. Um, now, you, you, you're never going again, it's never going to be exact, but you know what the dropper was over that period of time compared to the trend you'd normally see at that, that time of the year or comparing it to other websites as they had the luxury of having seven, seven different sites. And then from that, you can start to put some rules in place, really. Um, so you can say, okay, going forward, every time I get a sale that's attributed to organic search from a, a last non-direct, actually so it's a hundred pound order. I'm giving 10 pounds to that channel, but I'm giving 90 pounds um, to, to, to paid social. So then you're starting to build up a much truer, in a sense, a, a pitch that you're more comfortable with when you're relating it back to that cost, because you know the whole idea of attribution is about, I'm spending, I'm getting. It's that return on investment that you're trying to understand. And where do I spend my next pound, my next dollar, my next euro, whatever it may be. So you're trying to relate it back to that cost. So if you've got a consistent rules in place, that comes back to your to, to measure that return on investment metric, you feel a bit more comfortable about upping the spend. Because when you keep increasing Facebook spend, but you're seeing your organic sales drop grow, it feels a bit uncomfortable, right? You're like, oh God, is is it this? Is it this? Um, but you have to do something. You have to do you have to be creative and do something um to actually test it, what what you think that channel's actually doing.
1: I think that's such an important point because I think often people get They get excited by the idea of making the attribution perfect and they get to a point where a month after the activity happened, they're happy. It's absolutely perfect. But the whole point of attribution, in my opinion, is to make your marketing budget and your marketing effort work harder for you. And if you're spending money on Google ads or Facebook ads or TikTok ads, that means you've got people who should every day be going in and checking the results and tweaking things. And if you haven't set up rules that they can use in real time to understand the impact of what they're doing, then you're totally not getting any gains from it at all, apart from probably making the boss think they're happy when actually there's terrible things gone gone below. So I think that that turning it into something that we can use day to day by doing tests like, we'll turn it off, see if anything happens. Oh, sales have gone down, right. We know that's really important, let's build it into our model. Is is a bit which I think I think people think they can just get an answer, and actually there is this marketer's brain that needs to come into it and go, this is happening. all oh, the results have dropped. Why have they dropped? Oh, we were testing some different creative. We'll change it back. It's that that full view of what's going on in marketing is super important in this part. You can't just give it to another department and hope they give you good numbers back.
0: Yeah, and I think you know scenario that come across quite often. I work with a lot of. Um, marketing directors, head of marketing, marketing managers, et cetera, they need to report to their stakeholders and their board. And quite often the attribution comes from, you know, in my opinion, quite a flat reporting systems such as Google Analytics. And it shows, you know, pay social is usually the issue. It's driven no money. And people perhaps aren't as experienced or, you know, in the detail, of the marketing put a lot of pressure on those departments then to switch the spend off and spend it somewhere else um and I've seen some do it I've, they've reacted and all of a sudden they've got budget and they'll say to me Joe where do I spend this money um but nothing else has increased because you've switched off Facebook actually everything's come down but but the powers will be you do not want to, to put that money back in as so they can see a direct correlation of sales so doing that testing and showing those results I think can give a lot of confidence um, to everybody involved rather than just again assuming that actually the spend is doing this because you may see the complete opposite you may see you turn the spend off and actually have no impact on the other channels um so again it's important i have seen i've seen that scenario many times also so it is really important not not to assume
1: yeah the learnings can be great whichever way they go it's like okay it is working oh it's not let's move that money somewhere else and joe with we we the brands the kind of the idea of a brand that we've been talking about has been going through this we, we're talking about multiple channels we're talking about you know multiple layers of teams within the business at what point in the growth growth trajectory of an e-commerce brand do you think it's worth starting to have the attribution discussion and getting into it is it something we should do from day one but just keep simple or is it something when we hit i know a million a year is when we care about it what's your take on that
0: I mean, well, I think the best practice, of course, would be from day one. and We do work with brands where so we get everything in place before they've even switched on their website when they're at a start-up point. Um I think most brands haven't got that luxury, I think. Most of them are far too down, down the line. And if we look at the last 20 years, we had... We didn't have any of this information, you know. In my day, we would call up the store managers and say, Hi, do you, how much traffic do you think came to the store last week? What was, uh, why do you think that was your bestseller? What have you got in your window? Do you think, how many new customers did you get against repeat customers? And you know, you just didn't, you know, why do you think people, why do you think you had an increase in footfall? What did you speak to the customers? What were they saying? It was so anecdotal, and now we have the luxury to a certain extent, <laughs> say it's quite a headache, but you know, we have the luxury of all this information um and it's about you know what what do we do with it with the online tracking it is worth noting it can't be backtracked um because it's because it's live tracking so you know if you are listening to this today and you haven't got your your tracking set up it's it's pretty important to do that straight away even if you're not analyzing the data um it's, it's really important to start building it up and um Quite often with the start-up companies that I work with, we'll start tracking the data from day one. You maybe not be analysing it until until kind of six months in, once you've you've got a bit of history and some and some action, um, to go back and look at.
1: Excellent, thank you, Joe. Um, right, it's been great picking your picking your brains about all those those nitty gritty bits of marketing attribution. Um, listeners, please do stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Joe's insider tips, which are coming up very shortly and my suggestions for more resources to help you improve things even further in your business. So, do you want to transform your data into growth? Given you're listening to one of our marketing attribution episodes, I reckon the answer might be... Yes. So I would like to tell you about Triple Whale, the smart data platform where you can manage analytics, attribution and creative for your Shopify store in one place. Triple Whale brings the metrics that matter most into one easy to use dashboard, giving you the real time insights you need to grow your brand just like Ash Melwani and the team at Obvi did using Triple Whale to increase revenue 67%, reduce Facebook cost per acquisition by 44%, and save over 2,800 hours of manual calculation time. Wow. Find out all about Triple Whale at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale, or why not grab a quick call with one of their strategists to see how over 5,000 Shopify brands are using Triple Whale to turn data into profit. You can do all that at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. That's keepopt.com forward slash T-R-I-P-L-E-W-H-A-L-E. Find out what they could do for you. Keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. Okay, Joe. So far, we've gone deep into lots of different things in the world of marketing attribution, and now you get to wow us with even more of your insider knowledge about it. So, for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with marketing attribution, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. So, Joe, are you ready for the insider tips? Yes, go for it. Excellent. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to do to give themselves the best chance of success?
0: Uh, uh, number one, understand what is trackable and what isn't. So, what, what's your science and what's your art is number one. Um, I'd also really recommend keep a track of everything that's happening. So, really a really detailed marketing calendar can pay dividends going forward it was as simple as a, a an editorial or a, a good review um that's had lots lots of traction just keep a record of everything that's happened because it will really help when you come to that art class part where you want to do some testing
1: i love that I you once upon a time i used to do promo calendar creation training and kind of one of the most important points in it was yeah it's great for planning the future but it's even better if you keep an accurate record of what happened. Cause right now you think you're going to remember what happened in this particular week and in about a month's time, you're not. And you're going to wonder why there was a spike. So I, I love that retrospective, um, accuracy of your promo calendar. Hard to do, but oh, so well worth doing it. Um, okay. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance?
0: number test test and learn i've spoken about it quite a lot within this podcast but do something test the result it's it's the absolute best way to keep to keep optimizing and understanding what your actions are doing
1: yeah, I think be brave with your tests when it comes to attribution as well. Do turn something off if you need to.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I talked about turning a whole channel off earlier. You you, you can't just turn off a region or um, a particular type of campaign if you don't want to turn your, your whole Facebook channel off if you've got a huge budget. But um, yes, yeah, so you need to do something that's going to cause an action.
1: Definitely. Okay. If someone wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend?
0: Oh, shamelessly, I'm going. To, I'm going to say Sweet Analytics. Um, you know, we do a free trial periods. Um, so you, so you can you can put your data into Sweet and start start your tracking with our tracker. Um, that and that involves a conversation with myself as well as part of that free trial. Um, no commitment to go forward. So if you want to you know, start that journey, um, I really recommend you, you get on board.
1: I I like that as well. I'm loving all your answers here, Joe. you're doing really good. But I like that because I think attribution is one of those areas that until you start getting to grips with it in your own business, you don't really fully understand the ins and the outs and which bits relate to you. So to get started with a bit of data um, is a a great tip. Thank you. Uh, Finally, crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for?
0: Well, again, this is within suite, but I do think it's going to be coming across across other platforms and across the board as well, is what's, what I would call a customised attribution model. So we talked about that test and learn. And you may understand that a percentage of your organic traffic is actually coming from paid channels. Um, but be able to set those rules within your own data. So an order comes in and you decide how that order gets attributed based on your own rules. Um, and it can also be things such as discount code usage. So if a welcome campaign happening and you anyone uses that welcome 10 code, you say, okay, it goes there. I don't care what other touch points there were. I just want to attribute the sales to that campaign. Then you can do that. So again, understanding your tracking and your learnings now will pay dividends as these more sophisticated models come into play, which generally just require a setup um and then and then you're then you've got a consistent way of measuring your on investment going forward
1: nice i like that as well okay joe we are very nearly at the end of the show so could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business so if you
0: want to find me you can get me on linkedin um it's joe davis um or you can go straight to our website at sweetanalytics.com um, and register for a demo
1: and we should make it really clear that sweet is spelt s-w-e-e-t in this scenario all about the sugar yep <laughs> yeah. think sugar, everybody. Um Joe, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimising podcast and for being so generous sharing your marketing attribution expertise with us. It's been a real pleasure.
0: My pleasure. Thanks, Chloe.
1: So more great marketing attribution insight there from today's episode's guest, Joe. Um as we've we've kind of mentioned in, in a lot of these marketing attribution episodes, it's it's a lot down to getting clear on what your aims are, getting that tech stack right, and then learning how to interpret the data. And I think that, that perspective, Joe, think of it as being an art as well as a science is a really good thing to remember. It's not just about the numbers you're seeing, it's about understanding what builds up those numbers and what they may mean, what they may not mean, where they might fit together in the customer journey. And sometimes, Taking those hunches and proving the point is all about actually turning something off and seeing what happens. If we turn this off, what happens? And that also, of course, then enables you to create those rules that you can feed back to use in the day-to-day marketing decisions in the business, which is where the change comes and where the benefits from all this activity come from. You can get the links to everything we've just been discussing, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com or use our straight to episode URLs. So that's keepopt.com forward slash whatever the number of this episode is. And that will take you straight to the correct page on the website. When you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business, which includes our monthly Q&A webinar. And yes, we are doing one on marketing attribution. Uh, That means the majority, hopefully all of our um, guests from this series on marketing attribution will be coming back to join us for a live Q&A session where you can get your questions answered. We don't put this out on the podcast. We do this on the web in the virtual sphere with video and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, actually, no, we just do it with video on a webinar platform, Not nothing cooler than that. Uh, but you can come and join us and get your marketing attributions questions answered. I suspect it's going to be quite an interesting debate this time. So please do come and join us. If you go to keepopt.com forward slash webinar, you can register for that and then you will get access to both the live session and the replay and the ability to send me your questions in advance. Thank you hugely for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimising podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, then we've already got two other marketing attribution episodes ready for you to listen to. You can grab those by scrolling up your feed, wherever you're listening, or by going to keepopt.com forward slash attribution. And please do spread the word to your fellow marketers and tell them about the show, because I know a lot of you are trying to work out whether you should be doing attribution, how you should be doing attribution, what attribution means, how to do it, and all the rest of it at the moment. And we put these episodes together to hopefully um, shed a bit of light on the key things you need to be making decisions around to set yourself up for success with your attribution activity. So please do spread the word because I want to help as many of you as possible to improve your e-commerce marketing. Have a brilliant week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your Marketing.
0: Access everything keep optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.
1: Book your Triple Whale demo today and transform your data into growth. You can do all that at keepopt.com forward slash triple whale. That's keepopt.com forward slash T-R-I-P-L-E-W-H-A-L-E.